Happy Friday, folks, and welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts, where your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me always, and very excited for the weekend, folks. It sounds like he's going to hang his hat up early today. How are you, Andy? Yeah, the weather is turning. It's very spring-like here. I got a shitload of good gin, vodka, and tequila recipes from Clear Liquor Twitter. Very nice of everyone to contribute to that. Got some projects on deck. And, you know, also it's my birthday. It's my birthday Sunday. It's Easter. We're doing probably going to go visit some family, do some Easter, do some birthday stuff. We'll see what god-awful things my children got me. We usually we have this. Uh, uh, my kids are neither of them's ten yet, but for years now we've just kind of let them run amok and like I don't know if everyone has like a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx or a crap store like that. You let them go somewhere like that where they can't really do any damage, and then whatever right. they pick, that's what the other person gets for their birthday. So I've gotten some some strange things. Humdingers. Yeah, I've gotten some Christmas ornaments shaped like trains and. We have a, a Chihuahua print that's on the wall still in one of the kids' rooms. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. But, yes, I'm very excited because it is, even with the, you know, a lesser golf tournament and the end of the tennis, you know, the, the Miami Open here too, we have baseball's back. We have the Final Four. A lot, of, a lot of things to be jazzed up for. Congratulations to you and Jesus on your special days. Thanks to Patrick. Thanks for the that's birthday right. wishes JC. early, guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, and three days. I, I'm going three days later. I will emerge from my uh, drinking this weekend and and come out from the the cave. I'm not very good with the Bible stories. Either no, way, yeah, speaking of right. Bible stories, don't forget you can still get your $500 risk free bet from our sponsor WinBet in the tagged tweet, tag tweet, pin tweet on Brown Bag Bets Twitter. So go ahead and find that if you have any questions. Ask me. I can probably help you out. I've read the terms and conditions three or four times now to make sure I know everything about it. But with that, you know what? We actually, we've kind of been starved for some content this week. We've had some some days where we just talked a lot. We have a lot of picks today. You know, it's not just picks, picks, picks. We love talking process. We love getting guests on here. But it just so happened I had a few things pop for golf, basketball. You have some NBA. You have some tennis. So we have picks in four different sports today. It's going to be good. We're going to just fire away, and we're going to start with basketball. And not, not any basketball. Professional basketball. That's right. These aren't kids. Well, some of them are, actually, but mostly grown-ass men playing for money. <laughs> In the association, we've got a couple totals here. Um, New York and Dallas, I've got over 213 here. Now, to be perfectly fair, uh, low totals have not done well towards the over, so, so I'm going against kind of what the, the trend has been in the market. Low totals have actually been very good to the under, so I'm going to go against – things a little bit here. I make this number much higher as I look at my model here. You know, I'm up to almost um, 218, 219, really, probably 218 and a half. I would hang, frankly, on this. So um, a pretty good value on the over here. Dallas has been putting up a lot of points. They've been a great over team, especially for the last um, 10 days or so. You know, if I look at Dallas, actually both of these teams for the last 10 games or so have been blind over teams. Dallas all year has been solid. So happy to go over a low number here. Again, it's um, those low numbers have gone under. So hopefully we'll, we'll buck the trend here a little bit, Andy, with an over. I know you like those overs. Yeah, I know the trends are trends, but you know, you got to trust your numbers too. 
It's interesting. So going back to the well here, it's been a little while, but I was feeling underful, I guess, this morning on a Friday. Um, Houston, Boston under 223. I have this number at 219 myself, so um, a solid edge here. Boston has played at a very slow pace. Houston, um, again, has not played at a very quick pace at all since they've made a lot of those trades, and you've seen them, frankly, tank in the fourth quarter. So I think even if we're a little behind on the live total in the third quarter here, I might even add a little bit more. And maybe look at a bot, a Houston team total under in the fourth quarter if you have something like that available live to you. Um, again, I'm not expecting a fast pace here at all. Boston is a team that loves to stop the ball. We were talking a little bit about in our chat this morning. guy like Tatum, when he catches the ball, it really slows things down. And that's what we want from an under perspective. Again, Houston, I expect them to start to tank and fall off a little bit in the fourth. So a lot of factors for me. We'll go under 223 there, Andy. It's it's starting to bring me back a little PTSD to the beginning of the season where we we're just betting unders, but again, trust it's your okay. numbers, trust your numbers. Here's one There's no interesting. Brooklyn. This is this is a big fat number between I mean my horrible Timberwolves and uh, Memphis. What do you got here? 231. I'm going to play the under here again. Minnesota, Memphis. I have this total closer to 227. Frankly, in the 226s, probably hanging at 226 and a half myself. Minnesota, um, you know, when you think about Carl Anthony Towns, would tend to be more of an over team, but I think that the market is appropriately factoring him in in this number. Memphis themselves has actually been a little bit of an under team as I start to look again at, you know, the last 10 days or so here. Um, you know, you'd be doing well looking at some of the Memphis unders and for the season. Um, they've been okay from that perspective. Minnesota, again, you think about them as an over team, but they've actually been an under team this year. So trying to ride with some of those. Again, my numbers here are pretty low. I don't expect the pace here to be anything spectacular. Um, Memphis is happy to kind of be slow here and kind of hold on to a lead. So Minnesota, Memphis under 231. I can get down with that, with, especially with my, uh, my Timberwolves. They're not good. It sucks every year. Twins lost their first game. We don't have any good teams up here, but uh, we do have golf down in Texas. I'm wearing my Astros hat. I wear my Astros hat a lot. I told the guy who, who got me this, like, he needs to help me pick up more hats because I love this one so much. But, uh, yeah, a couple looks here. Golf has been – it's been weird. When you have Sung Kang and Martin Trainer in the top 20, top 30 of the leaderboard, you know this tournament's being a little weird. I'm not – I didn't even really go look at how things did yesterday. I just kind of looked at the stats. I looked at the odds. I looked and see how things were moving along for uh, for round two, and I did pick out a couple lines here. Um, Aaron Wise, he was near the bottom of the entire field, about 145 men, in putting yesterday for strokes gained. He's not a good putter. But he should be a little closer to the middle of the field here. And then Rogers is a guy I normally would fade anyway here. So laying a half stroke with Aaron Wise, this matchup does not start until like 3.30 Eastern, maybe 2.30 Eastern, somewhere along those. I think you have like four hours. There's a lot of golf going on right now. But there's a ton of these matchups that don't start till this afternoon. And then Ricky Fowler. I mean, what can I say? I'm, I'm plenty fine fading him again adam shank doesn't it didn't it didn't really matter who was going to be on the other side of this one as long as it was somebody that i didn't absolutely hate so i went to my my pre-tournament rankings my you know i have a set of rankings i use for 
everything for my golfers, kind of trying to compare them like you do in any sort of modeling. And then I have some specific to the course, the, you know, what they're doing this week. And in both of those, I have shanked quite a bit ahead of Fowler just because I think Fowler is still being priced a little wrong. So shank over Fowler, that one starts a little earlier, maybe one thirty central time. So a little sooner on those, but both of those are several hours away. And as we joke about with golf coverage all the time, these are ones that are going to be on probably TV because you don't get golf coverage till the afternoon. So it's uh, if you do like watching your golfer, you might want to bet these after ones, afternoon ones anyway. It's so annoying. Why can't we watch it? They're out there. Like the camera, I guess they, what, they don't want to pay the camera guys. I mean, they have the app. Set it up. Come on, PGA. Let us watch. Is this one on TV? Uh, this one, no, I don't think ESPN picked this <laughs> tournament up this year, unfortunately. It's tennis. Unfortunately, it's very hard to watch tennis in the United States. And um, if we wanted to go on here for about another half an hour, I could probably do 29 minutes of those 30 minutes complaining about what tennis watching is like in the United States. But we're not here to do that. We've got a final in Miami. Uh, Bianca Andreescu is playing um, – excuse me, Ashley Barty, the Australian is the defending champion. She's actually on an 11-match win streak on these courts. Um, so, again, it's got a chance to defend her title here. Bianca Andreescu, uh, we played some of her overs. She's had um, kind of an interesting week. She's played well. She struggled. She's played very long matches. She gets a day off here, and I think that that's going to be kind of a godsend for her. She had a little bit of time before her match yesterday. Although that match was late, I think she probably appreciated the extra few hours to warm up and, and prep and kind of work through maybe some of the fatigue things and physical things she should be experiencing in kind of her first long run since 2019. Again, she took that year off and but kind of working her way back into form. I like her in this match quite a bit. I have it much closer than the line. Um, I would have this closer to her, like plus 130, maybe even plus 125. I mean, respect for Barty. She's the defending champion. She has played better this week. But Andreescu is starting to show, I think, some flashes of what we saw in 2019. We've seen her be able to raise her level and win really big points, which, um, you know, when you think about some of these young players, you think about the big shots they hit, their strong serve, different things about their game. But what for Andreescu really sticks out is her mental ability, her her ability to control herself, to stay calm, to stay focused and, and win big points no matter what's kind of going on in the match. We saw that last night. You know, she wins the match 7-6, 3 6-7-6. So, you know, two tiebreakers. And, and those are really tough spots for her. She had to break back at those sets to get to those positions. Really like her here, plus 160. So some value on the money line. And she's played a lot of three setters this week. So instead of attacking maybe the over two and a half sets, which I'm seeing right around plus 150, looks like a good number there. I think the markets did a nice job. Let's take uh, Andreescu to win two to one again a smaller play there um, I actually went about a one and a half units on the plus 160 so a little larger than a normal play for me there and about a half unit on the two to one at plus 475 just really like this spot for Andreescu and I think that um, she's not getting the respect she deserves here yeah weird situation with her just because she you know she busts on the scene she plays so well and then all of a sudden it's like Oh, what what are we doing? Like it's been a while. It's I mean, how long was it? Like eight, uh, she took all months? of twenty twenty off. She basically yeah, played I mean, twenty nineteen, ripped through a bunch of tournaments, um, just was absolutely incredible. Um, and then took all of twenty twenty off and has played really only one, two tournaments so far this year. So, you know, 
working her way back into form again form is really important in tennis it takes a while to get a feel and get back into the rhythm of playing especially competitively but i think she's pretty close i don't expect her to be in that 2019 form um you know again when she was arguably better than naomi osaka but i think that you know if she can be again 80 percent of what she was she'll be very competitive in this match and have a lot of chances to win and that, that's the thing obviously barty has played Barty's been like a slow incline. Like she's just gotten better and better until she's gotten into the conversation for, you know, she could be, she, I mean, you see where her ranking is, but she's one of the best players in the world now. But like the, the Andrea Eskew thing, if it were, you know, her at, at peak 2019, her winning big tournaments, you know, this line would not make any sense whatsoever. Even, yeah, even she'd, Barty be a, she'd be a favorite in this match, right? Like, oh, this is 2019. And, and, she'd be favorited here. Well, even even if it was 2019 Bibby and current Barty, like this is that's a pick true. Em. You know, it, it's it's a pick 'em or like you know Andreescu minus 120, small favorite. So I don't hate that. I think I'm going to play that because I like. Uh, and are you sure it won't be on like Tennis Channel or anything? <laughs> It'll be on Tennis Channel. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. It'll be on Tennis Channel, but not everybody has Tennis Channel. Sometimes ESPN picks the stuff up. And if you want to read a little more about this, I did a write up actually on BetSports. Um, look for me, Alex Christensen. No space there. If you want to read a little more about that, um, you can also find Andy there. He posts stuff, but um, I don't know. Do we do we have the player props yet? on best birds for college basketball that that would seem like a little bit of a stretch. No, there's so many too. Like these are I'm probably just going to do an article here tonight or in the morning because I think I'm going to play a bunch more of these. But I did I did just start digging through some of these props and there's a fun a ton a fun a ton ones. A ton of fun <laughs> ones. If you I mean, you can kind of treat this like the Super Bowl, especially if you're if you want to be you know, wreck better if you just need some action. You know, we always say, like, you know, the best bet sometimes is to not make a bet. And a lot of times these lines are pretty sharp, especially later in the year. But that's the thing I do with the Super Bowl every year. I rarely have a bet on the Super Bowl unless it's a future that has made it that far. But I will take an S-load of small bets and make them on the props because I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl and not have stuff to cheer for, even if it's just smaller recreational stuff. So I did find a few that I actually kind of love. Um, just uh, yeah, the, I mean, I'm going to answer a golf question quick too. The Woodland over Fowler price, I'd, I guess I'd, I'd have to know the price. Like I wouldn't pay a ton for foul or for Woodland there if he's. You know, if you can lay a stroke for minus 110, minus 115, or a half stroke, rather, because I, I feel like that Fowler price is going to be like Woodland over Fowler is probably minus 140, something like that. So if you can lay the half stroke at a ch cheap price, uh, I wouldn't hate that. But uh, I did like the other one a little bit better because just I, I think it's more of a Ricky fade, and I just don't want to pay for a name. You know, like I was almost happy. Just give me a middle of the middle of the pack guy. So if you can get, if this is, if a 125 is the, just the straight up price, that's not a bad price at all. I'd, I'd probably lay that. So something to watch for this afternoon. Um, I'm guessing that's like the bet online set. There's like the bookmaker set and there's the bet online set. So um, yeah, I'm sure you can shop around and find some stuff. Yeah. And here you yeah. go. The minus five is minus 110. Either of those, that's a that's a fine price, I think. I like uh, Gary. Gary putted a lot better than uh, a lot of people in the field. Really, he didn't. I think he yeah. gained strokes uh, on the green here, and but kind of to be expected from him. So, look for a Fowler eject. Hopefully, I think I have him in some full tournament stuff as well. But yeah, back to basketball. This one kind of piqued my interest. Um, 
I didn't go back and look at every game because it's hard to take context. Again, when you play Pacific, when you play, you know, like all these weird little teams from the, the West Coast Conference, but in the tournament, they've had a, at least a 23 to 25 point lead in every game except Oklahoma. That was actually a good game. That was a, a good game. It was funny. It did cover at the end, but um, yeah, this is, this is an 11 seed. And Gonzaga does this to people. When they get up by 15, all of a sudden they're up by 24, and then they're up by 15 again. It does bounce back and forth. I think getting this at, you know, this is a 50-50 price here. So Zags to lead by 21 or more at some point. This is maybe a better way to bet the Zags than minus 14 because it does feel like they, oh, they're up by, if you want to say like the third quarter, call it the third quarter, you know, the first 10 minutes of the second half, it always does feel like there's a spot where they're up by 25 in some of these games. And then maybe the total or the the actual game spread comes into play late. I'd rather just have this. This is one of those they can't take away from you. It's like hitting. I like order. those. It's, 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 it's never a really interesting angle. Away. I saw these at a couple games posted. I didn't really know how to contextualize them. I think I might actually dive into this because I think you're right. I wonder if there's a lot more value in something like this than laying a big number because, you know, this will cash. This is done. You don't have to sweat, you know, any of the backdoor stuff or any goofy threes or stupid foul stuff late. So I, I like this angle a lot. Yeah, and it would be nice. I mean, this is something you get one hot run. This could cash by halftime. They've had right. you know, you could, this could cash leads. in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, you you could, yeah, you have one of those weird games that starts out like, oh man, they're they're down, they're down twenty six to three right now. Like stupid, stupid stuff happens like that all the time when there's a really good team, and this is a really good team. So, I like that one. Um, a couple other smaller ones in the other game. So this one, and and this is I want to talk about same game parlays. This is I I just grabbed this from Bet Online, but those same game parlays, like all right, you parlay the Packers and the and the Vikings. Minus one ten each to cover their number, you're going to get plus two sixty three. You're going to get, um, you know, parlay math for the most part. When you start doing these same game parlays, you parlay a bunch of stuff that's minus one ten. You parlay two, like you parlay a player to go over his prop for for points and the team to cover their spread. Both are minus one ten. You're not going to get plus 263, which is the parlay math for two minus one tens because they're correlated and the books know that they're correlated and they don't show you the math. And once you start doing these 10 leg same game parlays, you really are not seeing the math. I've actually had people play around with these and they've had it where they keep adding certain things that are super correlated and their odds will actually go down. So really, really pay attention because I know you can bet Houston to win the game at like plus 190. You're not getting that much more for Grimes to hit these three-pointers. But the the fact that they are so correlated, I don't think Houston is going to win the game if Quentin Grimes has a bad day. Like Quentin Grimes is going to have to play as well as he's played to get this done. So um, I... I think I actually have his stats up here. So Quentin Grimes has, and I'm going to go back actually all the way to the ACC, ACC, excuse me, AAC tournament where they played Tulane, Memphis, and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's a good team. He's made at least four three pointers in every game in the tournament and every game in the AAC tournament. He's made a shitload of these. I don't know what his average make is. He's had a few games where he's hit six, seven. I think his best was uh, eight from 16 against Western Kentucky. So I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion that he hits four, 
but the high le- the high level of correlation, I like this one, especially because I do actually like Houston to win the game. So Quentin Grimes to hit four three-pointers at least, and then Houston to win at plus 264. And if you have this and, you know, let's say he's got his four three-pointers down and Houston is leading the game, this is something you can buy out of with, uh, you know, you can buy Easy out of this with some, with some Baylor Live. So. Um, and then Patrick's asking about the 20 and a half prop. I found that at bet online under the player props. So anybody who uses that uh, to do their player prop stuff. Um, last, last one. And I, I think I'll have more because I, I didn't get a ton of time to look through these. I'm going to probably dig around some more this afternoon. If I do, I'll put on an article uh, again in the Baylor and Houston game. And I guess if you, if Baylor just trucks them, these are all going to lose, I guess, but Baylor is, going to get beat on the offensive boards. Baylor has given up at least nine rebounds to a good forward in almost every game in the tournament. I think just the Nova game they didn't, but uh, God, whatever the kid's name was from Wisconsin, whatever the kid's name was from, uh, no, it was Arkansas, actually. The, the Nova yeah. game, the Nova game, the kid with two names, that's going to bother me if I can't think of him. There's so many people <laughs> with hyphenated names nowadays. That used to be such a thing. It was... Uh, Robinson Earl. Robinson Earl had like a dozen rebounds. In the Wisconsin game, their forward had nine. Um, this is something that just they don't have a good, they don't have a good uh I don't want to say rim defender. But yeah, and that and that's the thing. Like the Arkansas game, the Arkansas team is a smaller team. I think their leading rebounder was a guard. He had like six or seven rebounds when I went and looked at this this morning. So um yeah, Gorham should eat inside here. He should get his nine rebounds. He's averaging 8.7 for the season, and this is a really good matchup for him. Um, and I did want to touch back, too. I forgot about this, too, when I was looking at this. This will be the worst three-point shooting defense that Houston has faced um, in the tournament. Even even their their opening game against like uh, Cleveland State had a better three-point yep. uh, shooting defense. So... I'm That's going to, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be all over that. I might look at some Grimes like over five, over six three pointers, see if he has a hot day like that. But yeah, Gorham over eight and a half rebounds. You can take him over nine and a half rebounds for like plus one thirty if you really want. But I like this one quite a bit because that's again, this is their path to success. This is what they do if they can uh, if they can match up well and get a bunch of off, especially offensive rebounds. If he can if he can bang on that, I think Houston can get it done. And definitely, I like this prop. Quite a bit. So, like I said, if I have more, I'll uh, I'll get into that. But these are tough. There's so many of these that yeah. you got to go back and look. And there's so much context to the matchups and stuff. But I think I'm going to have some fun with these later. Yeah, I, I like those. And like you said, similar to the Super Bowl, we did pretty well. Just like going around, open up your sites, look around for goofy little things like that. Because I, that's where you find the opportunity. It's all low-limit stuff. But they have to hang all those numbers. There's, there's going to be a mistake there somewhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. So go pop her out, especially with if you have a bunch of outs. There's going to be a ton of different props available. And enjoy yourself. So I'm looking forward to hopefully a Houston-Gonzaga game Monday night for us to preview. But even if it's Baylor-Gonzaga, I will be fine with that. Um, and, yeah, enjoy your weekend. Take it easy. You know, Send like Andy lots stress. of happy birthday stuff on Sunday. Low, yeah, low stress stuff. Don't don't get too don't get too weird. Don't get too stressed, and just uh, enjoy some baseball. Day baseball, night basketball. Have fun. Thanks for the hang. Beautiful.